You're listening to the PT Profit Podcast, episode number 145. Today, we're unpacking three main reasons why you're not there yet and what to do instead. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson, former fitness manager turned online personal training business owner. And this podcast is where smart fitness professionals, including trainers and clinicians, discover how to increase client performance in movement, package and position their products and services and get out of their own way so that they can increase their revenue to live a life that they love without sleazy sales. Welcome to the PT Profit Podcast. What's up, coach? Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the PT Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Beverly Simpson. And if this is the first time you're here, welcome. Thank you so much for pushing play. And boy, are we in for a one heck of a ride for the next coming weeks and based on the conversations that are in my mind. Because the truth is that I've been trying to record this episode for the last 20 minutes and I keep trying to record it and then I stop and I change my mind and I'm really letting my high achieving, high performing perfectionism get in the way. So now we're just going to hit record and we're going to go and whatever needs to come through me is going to come through me. The truth is that the first episode episode I want to record, which I'm going to still do because it's still relevant and it's still important. It's, it's going to be for next week, all about how to master the art and science of selling without selling. But before I really dive into that, which is a very important concept, a piece of content, and I will be talking about it. And I've been talking more about it on my socials. I just want to give you a little bit of transparency behind the scenes and context to really set the scene for this type of content that's coming through. And so first is that I have been really inconsistent on my podcast and it has really been bothering me because I hate that I keep saying I'm going to do something and then I'm not doing it. To me, that is like a lack of integrity and it's one of my values and it's one of my personal policies that I need and must do what is in what I say I'm going to do. And if I'm not going to do it, and if I am out of integrity, I really need to look at that. And this is a little bit about what's been happening for me, at least since the start of 2022, given that there have been so many unexpected circumstances and changes that have been happening inside of my business. And honestly, it's a good thing. I'm really happy and excited to have the opportunity to really take a look at it. And so when we get into the personal policy section of this episode, I'm really going to unpack that. But this is the main reason why I haven't, why I hadn't done the master the art and science of selling because I kept wanting to talk about what's been going on, why I've been quiet, why I've been inconsistent. And I am going to do that. But um, what the main thing, and it's really coming through in this way to help people see the real main reasons why people aren't where they want to be. And that's myself included. And that's not just with my million dollar goal. This is like how it's been every step of the way in the process. And I think as I start to talk to have more conversations with high achievers, I see this over and over and over again, not just in myself, but with other people as well. So I feel really called and moved to 
set the tone and the context for the series of marketing podcasts that are going to be coming through. And so the three main reasons, I said three, but it might be more, but the three main reasons why you aren't there yet. So the first is number one is that you keep moving there. You keep moving the goalpost, especially if you're anything like me, especially if you are a high achiever and you are smart and struggling and you have goals and then you keep moving the goals. Either you achieve it or you achieve past it or you just get under it or you keep moving the goalpost. Regardless, the first thing is that you keep moving the goalpost. And so I, when I say this, I just want to share with you that that's not a bad thing. This is part of the reason why so many people are high achievers and continue to exponentially grow. This, The fact that you have goals means that you are going to continue to grow. It just so happens that it ends up being at the cost of not taking a look back and fully appreciating all of the work and all of the energy and effort and and hustle and releasing and learning and healing that it took to get here. And I think so many people forget that. And it's important as you're setting goals and performance goals to remember that there was a time where you said to yourself, oh my gosh, I have one client. I can't believe I have five people. And now you might find yourself saying, I can't believe I just had five people sign up or I can't believe just one person came. I can't believe. And it's easy to let that experience and evidence of what you want and focusing on the gap of what's not there yet. It's easy to fall into that trap than it is to really look at, wow, there was a time when everything you had now would have been everything your heart's desired. And so I think that's the number one thing is that we forget, we keep moving that there. The second thing that I'm going to share with you when it comes to why you're not there yet is that we keep thinking and assuming that there is a there, that there is a next step, meaning that we are operating our lives in this either or continuum, this either or paradigm. So let me give this and let me give an example. And it goes kind of hand in hand with number one, which is that we live in this if then either or continuum. So your clients do this too, because this is human condition. But one of the things that you'll, and and you'll see it in your clients when they say things like, as soon as I lose the last 10 pounds, then I'll be happy. If, if I lose five pounds, then I'm going to take that photo. And then they keep, and then those, that goal never, uh, we never achieve that goal. We never live in that now because of number one, which is that we keep moving the goalpost. So if you keep moving the goalposts and you're assuming and operating that you'll be happy and that as soon as you hit this and achieve this goal, then you're going to live however you, how, you know, whatever your greatest joy and, and dream and freedom. As soon as I fill my calendar with one-on-ones, then I'll launch my leveraged program. 
So this thinking is backwards. And the reason why I say that is because, and I teach this to my accelerator clients and I teach this to my formula clients is that you want to work from the end in mind, meaning be there now. And I want you to think about this in terms of your fitness, right? So you're a fitness professional, regardless of what your fitness level is right now, when you, you are unconsciously operating from the identity of a healthy and fit person or may, and, and so you are making decisions from that level, from that place. It is a non-negotiable for you to not move your body, whether it's just walking or getting up the stairs, or you are making conscious decisions based on your identity and paradigm. And you need to be doing this inside of your business as well. Wherever you are finding that ease of existing inside of your everyday to day life, this needs to be happening inside of your business as well. So every day, ask yourself, what would I be doing? What would 100K month me doing? 100K year me doing? What are the actions that I would be taking? And, and invite yourself to be okay with not knowing. If you're anything like me, this is a very difficult concept for high achievers because if we knew it already, then we would be doing it. So there must be some strategy. There must be some, some tactic that we're missing. You're not missing any strategy or tactics, especially if you are already at this high achieving level at some capacity in your life. 5% of it might be strategy. I'll even give you 50% of it might be strategy. But honestly, it comes down to you are making decisions, operating from knowing that there is this place of there, when in reality, we, and there, I'm putting in quotes, meaning that I'm almost there, I'm almost going to get there, it's a, and my next step is right there, and you are assuming that it is outside of you. And you might be listening to this and thinking, yeah, but Beverly, if that were the case, then of course that's the case because if I had what my goal, then I would be happy. If I had my goal, then I'd have my goal and then it would be fine. But I want you to go back and really think about number one, which is, you know, how many times have you moved the goal? And, not, and it's not to say that, that it's bad or that it's wrong. It's just that I want you to, I'm bringing it to your awareness. I'm bringing it to your conscious mind to really think about it and actively make decisions and conscious decisions about it. Because if you don't, it's fine if you don't, because this is your paradigm that is running in the background 95% of the time. 95% of what you do on a day-to-day -day basis is comes on from the unconscious. It is operating like a, like a computer software program in the background. So all I'm doing is having you bring it to your, your prefrontal cortex, bring it into your conscious awareness so that you can make a conscious decision on what it is that you want to do and make that play in the background. That's what we're looking at. That's what I'm asking you to do in step number two, which is be there now. And maybe you're thinking, but Beverly, if I knew it already, I would already do it. Cause that's what I used to think when I used to hear these things. Cause it, it used to be a very high level concept that just seemed so far away from me. But then I recognized and I realized even from the beginning, when I first started, what I was saying to myself over and over and over was, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I just got to get this one puzzle piece. And this, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. 
And I recognized that that was an unconscious pattern belief that was coming through my mouth all the time. So it was impossible for me to really enjoy the process. It was starting to become impossible for me to be, to feel the joy and find the now in, in, in being here now. This is why being present and being here now is just so important. Because I was feeling like I was waiting for life to begin, which is a song in the musical theater world, but it just felt like I was always on the back foot. I was waiting. I was, I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. And there was so much of life. I felt like I was missing out on because I was just waiting for, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. And I recognized and realized, oh my gosh, there's just so many years. I've just been wasting almost being there. So now you might be thinking as you're listening to me, like, oh my gosh, okay, Beverly. Well then how does anyone ever achieve goals? How do we achieve goals? If if, if, our goals bad, no goals are essential. They're important, but not at the expense of living now, being present, be there now, because then you're just going to one day, all of a sudden wake up and realize that you've achieved your goals. But the outcomes won't matter as much as enjoying the process. Not only will you enjoy your goals and then you'll create new ones, but you also, or and you also enjoyed your life and your process in the meantime. Because if you keep operating from one, from these, this paradigms like one and number two, then you might fall into the trap that I certainly did, which is number, which is a little bit about number three, which I'm going to talk about a little bit, but it's kind of four. So um, I'll I'll say four things. So this will be the third is that you need to decide. And so when you're operating from one and two, meaning if as soon as I get there, then I'll do X, whatever that is, right? You'll make decisions that might not be for your highest good. So for example, So many of the people that I work with, especially on the accelerator level, they're already at this place of, I want passive income. I'm working so hard. I need to increase my profit margin. I can't believe I'm working 12 to 14 hours a day and I'm still not seeing the revenue that I want to see. How can I work less? Right. They're working, they're operating from trying to to leverage because honestly, wealth needs leverage. And that's a whole nother podcast. So wealth needs leverage. And so what happens is people, or if you're anything like me, this is one of the mistakes that I feel like I made when I first started was as soon as I fill up my one-on-one calendar, then I'll start looking for leverage. When instead that's backwards, this leads to why I said number two is important. Work with the end in mind. If you already know that you are going to have a need, a leveraged offer inside of your business, then start building and crafting the leveraged offer. Because if you operate from that pattern, that that paradigm of if then, you'll make decisions and attract all the people that want one-on-one. And then you're going to ask yourself, well, why do I only want get one-on-one clients? And instead I want the leveraged clients is because you're not creating and creating content and attracting the clients and the people that want and need what it is that you want to create because you're doing the if then paradigm. So what you're really doing is you're making decisions in the if section and then you're the, the, and then 
the universe or God or whatever it is that you believe in. This is not necessarily a spiritual conversation, but what ends up happening is that everything that you're putting out there is calling back to you. It comes back to you. So if you're wanting one-on-one clients and you're living in this paradigm of if I finish my one-on-one or fill up my one-on-one, then of course, all you're going to get is one-on-one. And that is fine. It's a good thing. Just get this is it's a good thing to bring to your awareness because we just want to get very clear so that you can make a decision on what it is that you want and operate from that instead of the if then paradigm. Because the world, the universe, your business is only going to operate from the if. If, if, so if you are, okay, I'm going to create for one-on-one, I'm going to create for one-on-one, I'm going to create for one-on-one, don't be surprised if all you get is the one-on-one. So instead, make it your mission to wake up every day. And what does the 100K month you already know? And if you're anything like me and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know, I don't know. Guess, just guess, just guess. Because if you're not there yet, this is why we're making decisions from the current paradigm. Think about weight loss, okay? And it's, it might be easy for you to think about weight loss because you might have a client that has 100 pounds to lose or maybe 300 pounds to lose, doesn't matter, and has to, right? Wants to, whatever it is, right? They want to lose it. They, they have a big goal that is going to take a long time to get there. No one loses 100 pounds overnight unless they do surgery. But it is the compounding effect of making the decisions, the consistency of the decisions at whatever weight they are currently that are going to be the decisions and habits of the healthy and fit person. Your business works the same way. So number two or three, we'll call it 2.5, is to decide. Your job as a CEO is to decide what what is it that you want. And if you know you can't get it wrong, what would you decide? And then to keep deciding over and over. And when the time comes, and I'm going to say when, I'm presupposing it because nothing is perfect. When the time comes that you change your mind or you want to pivot or you learn and you evolve, it will be a good thing. You will decide again and make a different decision. We're not about being right. We're about growing and achieving our goals without the expense and without the cost of joy. Because chances are you didn't start this business so that you could create another prison for yourself, another job, another thing that you dread. So let's dive into number three, which is your personal policy. And honestly, this work that I'm talking about really ties all of this episode together and really is what led me to really take a look at what it was and is that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. Because I've just posted this on my social today, is that if you are living for the weekends, whether it's a job, whether it's your own business, and you and your Tuesday and Monday doesn't feel the way that your Saturday and vacations feel like, then it might be time to take a closer look at course creating. 
at, at course correcting because you only get one life, one moment right now. And when you value your time over your money, I promise you, you will have plenty of both because time is infinitely more valuable than money because time you cannot get back. Money is always flowing in and out of this world. So number three is just getting very, very clear on you, your business's personal policies. Because the truth is that the buck starts and ends with you, period. This is true inside of your relationships, inside of your business, inside of, inside of your relationship to health and fitness, your finances, the cleanliness and organization of your house, wherever you are, there you are. Or wherever you go, there you are. And sure, there might be one area of your life that feels sorted and another area doesn't. That's normal. That's the human condition. All that means is that what we're talking about inside of this episode, inside of this episode today, you've sorted it out in one area of your life and there are other areas to sort it out. Good news is that you have actual evidence of how you did it. And chances are you did it unconsciously from an unconscious paradigm, an unconscious identity and truth that is you. Now, I know this episode might feel a little bit not like my typical, my typical episode because I'm very strategic and I talk very strategy, step one, step two, step three, step four, and it, that stuff matters and it is important. I don't want to negate it. The truth though, is that if we do not handle this, if we do not handle these invisible components of, of you, of starting and ending with you, then it's not going to matter how much strategy I give you, because I'm telling you, it is not the reason why people are successful and some are successful and some are not is not because they have some secret strategy that you don't have or that you don't have access to. Because the people that were successful, the people that came before you, they didn't have any of it. They paved it. So it ultimately comes down to you and the decisions that you are making moment to moment. And the good news is that you get to change that at any time. So hopefully you're just as excited and as inspired as I am. So let's just really talk about the third main, main, main component, which is what are your personal policies? So if you are not where you are yet, there are chance, the chances are is that you don't either don't have these policies in place or you're violating them at some level. So I'm going to go ahead and just share with you what my personal policies are. And honestly, I just recently started looking at this. I started to really get clear on what A, what these are, and then B, I got super committed to it, which is part of my personal policies. And it, it's kind of like, and I got to like lean against it, like, oh, sorry. You know, if you've ever worked at a gym before, or you've worked on a clinician and you've asked yourself, you've been like, oh, you know, sorry, I, um, uh, I can't, I can't do that. It's just the company policy. It's just, it's just what my boss said right? I want you to look at these personal policies that you're about to set for yourself and, and live by them as if they were set for you. Like, I'm sorry, it's just a policy. I can't, I can't, it's just a policy. 
Okay. Cause honestly, this has been a game changer for me and my energy and my state and, and how I think and how I'm like really growing and diving into the business. So I'll share with you mine and I'm going to encourage you to either take them on as if they were yours, that's fine. Or, you know, create some that are, that are you and unique to you. It's, you can't get this wrong. You can't get this right. You do you, but really just get clear on what are your personal policies. Here's mine. Number one, your heart's desire is safe guidance. Now, I didn't invent that. I heard that from Amanda Francis, I think was the first one or Catherine Zankina. I can't remember, but your heart's desire is safe guidance. So one of the hardest things that I've recognized in myself and in my journey is that it's very difficult and challenging for me to 100% trust myself 100% of the time, which is going, which is actually a policy later down. But I'm always someone who likes to mitigate risk. I try to evaluate all different perspectives. Honestly, I think it's part of what makes me really good at marketing is that I can evaluate very many different perspectives and take a look at all different sides and, and consider everything. But that can sometimes lead to uh, freezing and not making an indecision and being indecisive, which indecision is still a decision. And it's one of the main reasons why people don't don't get success or get results because they are stuck in indecision. When ultimately, when you get these personal policies in place, and uh, as I'm going through them, it's going to make sense, you're, you can't get make a wrong decision. So for me, I just am always leaning into your heart's desire is safe guidance. Because the truth is, and I always use this in, in an example inside of my programs, which is that if you are called, if some, you know, if someone gives me persuasive, tricky language to, you know, write the best, most effective, best selling fiction book for kids, that is, doesn't matter how tricky or persuasive or influential that language is. It doesn't pertain to me. It's not going to land for me. I'm never going to buy that course. I'm not judging anyone who does because you're, that's just not my heart's desire. That calling is not placed into my heart for a reason. And I'm so grateful for that because there is a market for that. There are people that want that. So more power to those people. Go and do that. I fully support you in that, in that journey, but it's not for me. So I trust and know that my heart's desire is safe guidance. If it's inside of me and it is something that I want, I can trust that that is meant for me. Took some time to get there. Right. And so then this is going to lead me to this, my second personal policy, which is that everything is always working out for me. Everything everything, everything, everything. Now, this is not relentless positivity, or you'll hear people say toxic positivity, because I think that this can sometimes get misconstrued in the personal development space as you can't have a bad day, or you can't have your feelings hurt. Because listen, I had a terrible day yesterday, like everything (laughs) that could go wrong, went wrong. It was tax day, I went into the post office and I know I can pay online, but circumstances I couldn't, I had to mail my taxes. So I got into the post office line and there was this woman there who was, (laughs) she was sending out 150 individual books across the country, which was very generous. 
and yet very time consuming. And the line outside of the post office was around the corner. So then I get to the front and I had to do a certified check and I didn't know that. So I went to the bank, but first I needed gas and there was no gas at the gas station. The bank, I couldn't remember my pin. So they had to reset it. I mean, this like literally, it was one of those, everything was going wrong. And so now here is the good news is that I get a choice in those experiences. I get to decide whether or not, or how I'm going to experience it. And I'm going to say, well, this is funny because now this is an awesome story I get to share with my clients and with my, with you, or I get and laugh about, wow, what else could go wrong and laugh and enjoy and not lose the joy in the process. And to remember that it's Monday afternoon and I'm not in a, in a desk and I'm, I'm getting to live my life and do what I need to do in order to live my dream. Right. So now here's the thing, just real quick, like if I was mad about it and if I was angry and I was having feelings about it, I'm allowed and should, should is an intense word, I'm allowed and need to process what happened, how you feel is important. We don't want to press down and all of a sudden go to shift perspective and be like, oh, I could be in a job and blah, blah, blah. Perspective can be very powerful but not at the expense of pressing down your feelings. You get to process it. And as you keep doing this work, you'll do it much faster. You will bounce back faster. And so everything is always working out for me. A personal policy that I live by. Doesn't mean I can't feel bad. I must process it when things happen. However, everything is always working out for me. It helps me to move through the icky, murky, ucky, yucky stuff faster, which leads me to number three, right? So when you're operating from that continuum, then this is my third personal policy. This is how I get out of indecision faster, which is I always make the right decision. So I 100% trust myself 100% of the time. This is a new policy and my close friends will know that I that this can is very hard for me personally, and my clients might even know this too, is that this is very, very, very hard for me. I am someone that needs to speak out loud, process out loud. I need to get a whole bunch of different, I have an inner committee. I'm, I'm, I'm constantly thinking about, you know, what should I do? What's the best decision? What's the right decision? And frankly, if you are a struggling high achiever health coach, then this is, you probably relate to this is that it's very hard for you. And, and I have in the past made the mistake of burning the boats and living in a way that put me in a place that, that did not feel safe, that was a threat to my safety, which is a value. And that's also not a very comforting space to be created. So you have to know you. This is why personal policies are so important. But when I really operate from knowing that I make 100% that I, that I always make the right decision and I trust myself 100% and everything's always working for me out for me, I give myself the freedom and the space to make the decision that is going to put me into action because action will result in outcome and an outcome will give you the clarity that you need to take the next action to grow, to rest. So either you're running or you're resting. This leads me to my fourth personal policy, which is really important, is that I trust myself to know the difference between resistance and rigidity. So what does this mean, right? So this means that 
a little bit to what I was saying about my self-integrity and my commitment is that when I'm looking at these personal policies and I'm looking at what it is I'm committed to, to myself, what it is that I'm saying is that what happens when I'm operating outside of my personal policies, you know, I start to make decisions based on the paradigms of one and two, I end up doing things that are not my heart's desired. And I start to be like, oh, well, if I just do blah, blah, blah. And I start to negotiate myself out of doing my heart's desire, which is backwards. This will prevent you from growing. This prevents you from getting to where you want to be. Okay. And then you start to just feel out of alignment and you are being, you, you know, rigid, you know, no one does, it's, it's really noticing the difference between resistance, rigidity, and out of alignment. Because if you were starting to get those, those, those little niggles, those little, like, if you're starting to get those little urges, those little, like, just uncomfortability feelings of dread, like you're dreading whatever's on your calendar, or like, you know, you have to do this and it just doesn't, it's, it's like, ooh then it's something for you to look at. Are you in your per- and operating and making decisions based on your personal policies or are you living in number two, your if-then continuum? That's something for you to look at. And now resistance and rigidity. So here's the thing. All this stuff that I'm talking about, this invisible component, this can sometimes be construed as like, I'm just not in the flow. And I just am not, I'm really not feeling it. I'm in the muck of it. So I need to blah, blah, blah. So maybe, maybe, but what the work that you need to do does not necessarily have to be hustle or grind or killing yourself 14 hours a day, but whatever you're asking yourself to do that's outside of your comfort zone, it's going to feel, and it might feel a little uncomfortable. It might have some resistance around it because your brain does not like that. Your brain will send signals. Your brain wants you to keep doing what it is that you're currently doing. It's brain-based and it's for your safety and it comes from your lizard brain. So sometimes they're resistant. And so this is why it's so important to know your heart's desire. Everything's working out for you. Trust that you make the the decision. And then number five, get committed, get committed and follow and take inspired action at all times. No exception. So what does that mean? That means that you have to trust the difference between resistance and rigidity. So uh, when I say no exception, sometimes that means rest. Sometimes that means pause. Sometimes that means not working. That's part of the work because you can't work harder. Working harder, the law of diminishing returns. You cannot work harder in order to make more. And I know that might ruffle some feathers. I, I don't know. That, that could be confusing because if you've ever noticed that the people who work the hardest are not always the ones that are making the most money because it's not about hard work. Your work ethic matters though. So it's a balance between knowing the difference between what's in alignment. What are you being rigid about? So at all costs right? Are you working out with the flu because you got committed and self-integral and you needed to do that? No, you need to know the difference between when you need to give yourself grace or work through resistance. Resistance is that brain, that nudge that says, I don't 
feel like it. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to blah, blah, blah. Put the habits in place to work through the resistance because if you're making a change and you're doing something different, their resistance will come up and it's going to, to, you're going to need to be discerning about what is resistance, what is rigidity and what is out of alignment and then live by it, get committed to it and live by it. And when you start doing that and you start enjoying the moment and the process and the joy, you're going to start seeing all of your heart's desires come to fruition, right? And think of it like, think of it too, like, you know, sometimes people like your clients will get so fixated on the, on the weight loss or the scale or whatnot. Right. And then they lose sight of the habits and the process and the action and the joy. Right. When, cause the, when the reality is, yeah, I get that that's a goal losing weight, but reality, that's a ripple effect goal. Meaning that that's a, that's a secondary outcome. Once you start living and doing the habits and the actions of what, of the identity of the person that you want to be of a healthy and fit person, the weight loss, the extra, whatever ends up being a ripple or a secondary outcome. But so many people will fixate on it. Same thing is true with your business growth and you're not alone. I'm, I used to do that too. I still do that. These neural pathways don't go away. We don't just arrive. So some things to, for you to consider because you know, you and you need to know and get be clear on, you know, what are your safety numbers? What needs to be acquired? What's the goal? What are the good, better, best goals and dreams? Because honestly, once we get this sorted, the strategy, the systems, the content, all of that is going to fall into place when you are operating from this level, this level of commitment. You're following your heart, no exception. Now, just in case you didn't hear, we are doing a 90-day content live training and in NYC in the second weekend of May. Would love for you to join us. So check the link in the show notes to get all of the details because after two days live in person, we are going to workshop content that converts and you'll walk away with 90 ethical persuasive content prompts that are going to help you build the business of your dreams. So click the link in the show notes and I can't wait to see you in person. I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the PT Profit Podcast. If you like this episode, chances are your friends will too. So it would be a huge service to us if you would please leave us a review and share with your friends on your social media channels. When you leave us a review, be sure to take a screenshot of it and email that screenshot to my team at info at bsimpsonfitness.com. And we'll send you a very special Instagram podcast that will show you how to create compelling content so that your ideal clients come to you and you go from wanting clients to a wait list of clients ready for your services. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.